So for all of you who are sitting out there wondering about more food, last podcast we talked about foods around the globe. You remember that, Dean? No, he's got nothing. <laughs> he's just staring at me. And I'm, why am I surprised by this? I will tell you that we talked about food around the globe. We're going to be talking more about food around the globe today. Do I eat it? Do I not eat it? Do I do I pass it around? I mean, Should I, I touch I, it, not touch it? Um, and what do I touch it with? Yeah. Yeah, and we've also got a listener, and um, they wrote to us and and had a question, which is really kind of intriguing and interesting because it leads us into an area that a lot of people, especially people in the U.S., but I think in a lot of parts of the world, they don't really know or understand very well. Oh, let's hear it. Well, we'll we'll get to it. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Delayed gratification again. And uh, we will... (laughs) And then we've got uh, we've got some other stuff. Torn, our producers here, and, hi. and hi, Torn. And um, what else are we talking about today? Some etiquette around eating eating different foods. We're going to talk about more foods oh my God. around the world, and then how do you? Was that your idea, Dean? Go ahead. I had nothing to do with it. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so etiquette, also, huh? All right. And there's something with exploding. I, I'm not going to. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we, we're going right to. Right now, frightened. We, when we talk about this stuff, we have to explode some myths. Well, okay then. Well, in that case, well, guess let's get what? Started. Guess what? Oops! Your, your culture's, culture's showing. showing. And I'm Tom Peterson, and I'm uh, here with my co-host Dean Foster, who, uh, as I read on a bathroom wall just last week, is an expert in cultures around the world. So, Dean, what I was dying to ask you about dying to ask well that may be extreme but basically yeah that what i want to ask you about was fish um i i just want to know if there's a cultural aspect that you can can come up with here for fish didn't we once talk about the ceremony of the head of the fish in China, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. We did, you know, where the your the honored guest receives the head yes. of the fish because yep. it's supposed to be the most tasty part of the fish, the, uh-huh. the cheeks, actually, the area right right in front of the gills. Now, do we really buy that, or is that look? If I had, if you, had, I don't buy it at all. I either buy the fish, oh, you have it given to you because somebody offers it. Um, <laughs> When I go in a store, I'm talking buying. I see, I see. In the, I, I'm in, not in talking the about the actual sense. fish. I'm talking about the concepts. Again, I, I'm sort of looking at it in a sense of, okay, perhaps the cheek of the fish. And, and, and by the way, I'm going to be lying up with the people who are going, wait, fish have cheeks? <laughs> um, but if if we go to the fish cheek and we're eating that cheek fish... No, wait, hold on. Fish cheek. Fish cheek. Uh, and if, if we're doing that, is it because we it's it's really that good, like we're being sold, or is it because we don't have a lot and this will encourage people by everyone agreeing that these parts of the head are are better tasting. Well, the scarcity issue, yeah, makes there it very ceremonial, makes it very special. So we, right? we make a, a concept that is adjusted and, and adapted over time that bigger, more and more people will do it so that the, you will you will eat this. Yeah. And, and you will actually use up the, the, the stuff they have. The scarcer it is, the more special it is, even if it's, uh, I mean. Ah, uh, see, uh, mm. not as dumb as he looks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
old fish cheeks foster <laughs> fish cheeks fosters that's fish, not easy fish cheeks foster not now how did you know that was what they called me in junior high is it yeah, yeah and yeah. how much do i know i don't want to know why <laughs> um <laughs> Well, but I'm thinking like the different kinds of foods that are out there, you know, whether they're ceremonial or whether they're just day to day foods, they they all are subject to these kinds of rules, the cultural rules and the economic rules and which determines why or why we eat them or not. There's also a use of fish in ways that isn't about eating it. That, that you can like. In, what else do you do with a fish that other than eat it? I um I've uh, well you can have a nice conversation with a fish. And you'll always be right. Decorative. How many people have fish tanks? And oh, and you have the feng shui that we've spoken about. That's right. Where you have that placed in certain positions and places, and and there's an, an a, a good luck aspect. If I may be oversimplifying it, but but that kind of thing that goes along with it, and and then there's the I mean there's the Moby Dick idea of of the kind of massive fish and power of fish jaws that that concept i mean i does is that cultural i mean is there is there an aspect to that that says well the whole the fish uh, i think plays a powerful role in a lot of uh um, Genesis myths. Jonah and the whale. Yes, Jonah and the whale and, and, and these great beasts that are under the water. I mean, right. it's part of uh, classical Greece, classical Greek stories. Sure, and sure. The heroes and Homer's odyssey and the, the encounters with, you know, the mermaids and the strange sea creatures that are, mm -hmm. that are lurking out there. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it speaks to, you know, the unknown and the things that we do. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Sure. It's yep. part of our literature. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So... So eat it, you know, hey, if it's on what? your plate, eat it. <laughs> because Eat that cheek. Right. Because this creature, you know, now it's kind of like once you eat it, then you know it, you've conquered it. And, and you know what? I'm, maybe there is also like eating the, you, we, we talked about things you were telling about like eating the, you get the goat's eye or some of the yes, tongue of right, something and right. things like that. Well, and it, we were saying, I think in Kazakhstan, depending on the part of the animal that you're given. Yeah that's been sacrificed in your honor it's a way of acknowledging a certain aspect of you and your personality so right. if you're given the eye that means you're very wise yeah. they see yeah. you as very wise yeah if you're given the tongue that means you talk a lot in a good way ah. i guess oh really yeah. okay so you yeah. can imagine well you, you know, took it that way i'm sure what parts of the body I was given. I don't want now. No, I'm not going to imagine that. I'm, I'm going to have incredible control over myself and not imagine that. I was um, just. I just saw a Broadway show called "Come From Away," which is about Nor Newfoundland. And if you visit Newfoundland, one of the ceremonies that gets you into the community is you have to kiss a cod. Seriously, you have to kiss a cod. Okay. Yeah. A live cod. Okay. Right? It On the lips. Like, it sounds like some sort of weird dating Presuming ritual. that a cod has lips. Well. <laughs> well and if it's a French I, cod, then you're, <laughs> then you're, you're uh, getting boy. more than just the lips involved. Uh, I guess so. Well, um, if... Look, all the cods I dated had lips. Okay? <laughs> so that's all I can speak to. But as a person who actually have caught, I I actually have caught a great many cod. There are several different kinds. So do they have lips? Most, I cannot remember any that I caught that did not have lips. Did you ever kiss them? 
Um, I think that's personal between me and the cod. <laughs> and if the but cod's he's not, not speaking, saying I'm not saying no. <laughs> Maybe that's correct. But you know, to this to this idea of doing challenging, difficult things, yes. right? like um, in some of the some tribes in East Africa, yeah, um, to show your manhood, and it's often part of a rite of passage, yeah, coming of age, coming of, of age, yeah. um, you. You'll cut the vein. The elder will cut the vein of a of a cow, and cows uh, are very, very valuable yeah. and very uh, important aspects of da- of daily social life. There, uh, the more cows someone owns, the wealthier they are, the higher the status, mm. etc. So you you cut a vein of the cow, and you collect some of the blood, and then you drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough one. Mm. But how different is that really from? Black pudding. Well, that would assume I'm actually going to eat black pudding. So. Right, and which is which is not you know we don't have to go to Africa to see this. Nope. I mean, this is a this That's is right. a fairly staple dish in in you know in England and Scotland, right? Black right. pudding, which for the listeners um, is basically congealed blood, right. you know, and prepared in a sort of a taste. So th- to answer your question, just logistically, the difference is it's congealed. And cooked. As opposed to being warm and, and runny. Right. Is anyone still listening to us? <laughs> and tell me about haggis. Tell me about haggis. I've had it. I've been in, uh, you know, I've been part of a ceremony um, and I know people like it. And, you know. Well, mm. Torin, you've had haggis. I have. It's delicious. Okay. And, and do you remember what was in it? Did you know what was in it when you ate it? Uh, yeah, stomach, stomach beef stuff. <laughs> it was, it was good. It was tasty, whatever it truly was. Okay, stomach. It up of, and, and it's, and it's inside the stomach, right? Of the, is right. It, mm-hmm. they, it, it's, a it's sheep. It's in the stomach right. lining. Yep. Yeah. And you go in there. Which mm. is kind mm. of like what. It was good. I remember growing up, um, part of the, part of the, um, the, the food from Eastern Europe that we had, again, a ceremonial food. Right. Was kishka. Which ah, was kishka. stuffed yes. intestine. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Now, what's surprising now? It, 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 it that's the whole concept of now. Now, here's a very basic cultural aspect that, that even I can talk to. It's it's the old "don't judge a book by its cover" type of thing. Because if you're saying if Torin is saying that there is there is this thing which I'm imagining doesn't look all that great, but when you eat it, you like the taste of it. Now, if that's true then your first reaction, you would assume, also, you know where it came from. Your first reaction is, seriously? I'm supposed to eat this? And yet you eat it and then go, oh, this tastes good, if you can do that. But it, people it, can't necessarily get by what they see. Or don't ask, you know, and that raises a question that I'm often asked, which is, should I ask about this food that's being presented to me? Sure. You know, do do I do I want to inquire? Yeah. And, you know, I think the safe thing is, if you're ready to hear things that you don't, really you don't want to hear, want to hear yeah. <laughs> then don't inquire and if you're enjoying the taste then don't ask you know right. but but if you do want to know get ready for any possibility because right, right. that meat could be of any kind of animal sure you know and but it, you know raises the issue that you know non-meat eaters right, right. They'll, they'll feel similarly turned off by any kind of meat that's presented and so it's it's all relative, isn't it? And it's all basically what we're used to. Well, you're mentioning it sounds like many of my relatives. That's for sure. Okay, that just <laughs> completely killed everything. <laughs> and, 
Wait a minute. Your <laughs> that was the haggis that of sounded, jokes right there. That sounded cannibalistic. Are you talking about your relatives? No, you said it's all eating? relative, and I went for the cheap relative joke. And then you decided no, but to I was throw me under the bus. Meat. I was talking about eating meat. So <laughs> it sounded like you were saying <laughs> well, your, look, your relatives Well, look, to each his own, okay? And I guess if it's a relative, other. it is your own. So are, it's... Are they eating each other? Are they... Is it can- but even cannibalism. What, where is- are you going with this? I'm really frightened. Now. In Papua New Guinea, in, oh, okay. and in other in other places, uh-huh. not just Papua New Guinea, cannibalism is part of in certain tribes, not not all. Right, is that it can be in in much of Polynesia actually uh-huh. traditionally, um, but it but it's about traditionally, but it's about taking in the qualities of the individual that you're eating uh-huh. or a, one aspect of you know, So you're saying it's being looked at. It is almost a, an, an honor to yes. do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But like those hooded, you know, the hoods you have to wear in Southern France when you eat that particular bird that they serve you. Um, this isn't going to go to a dark place here, is it? Oh, yes. It's very dark on the hood. You Under can't the hood? see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. The whole idea is to absorb the aroma of the preparation of this this dish yes. that's made with this very particular kind of bird that uh, yes. lives in that area. It's a very small, delicate bird, and it's a delicacy. Yes, 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 yes. Right. And and then you and then you take the hood off and you and you eat it. But you first you absorb the the whole aroma of using the sense of smell, which is very powerful. Uh, you too. know, so. Yeah. I don't, as, in, as a in, cultural in, in aspect. In many of the Andean cultures, there's the staple food is basically their version of a guinea pig. It's called cui in Ecuador. And oh, I've heard that, Peru. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, which is, you know, I, I think a lot of uh, U.S. Americans who've grown up with hamsters as pets right. would find that objectionable. I'm sure they would. Well, there's also the concept of eating dogs. Yes, which is which done happens. in some in some cultures. Yes, right. Yes, and it's, we've talked the way, about the fact it's, that it's the, not as is not as not that common, and it's not as ubiquitous as as the urban legend of it is. But it does. Yes, it's part. Well, of, it's, it does. It happen. is part of the diet. Of, but also, of there is areas. as we've yeah. as we've spoken of before. There's also places that domesticated animals aren't the same. It's not like the dog and cat in the United States. That right. Is, that is kept indoors and loved like another member of the family. That's in 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 many countries. That's just not taking place. It doesn't happen that way. You know, it's what I, what I'm thinking right now is is that all this eating talk has really made me hungry. So uh, so we're going to take a little break here. But when we come back, when we come back, I want to uh, I I got a question for you about something that's coming up that I think kind of fits into all of this. And I think it's a torrent. It's a question from uh, one of our listeners, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, uh, then we'll we'll do that after we come back. But for right now, we're gonna get something to eat and take a little break. We'll be right back. Got any questions for us? Well, if you do, there's a couple of ways to get hold of us. First of all, on email, our email address is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. and our handle on Twitter is. Oops, culture show. Pretty clever, huh? So, talk to us. All right, so we're back, and we are talking about foods, and and we've got something coming. At the time that we're recording this particular podcast, coming up is the time of Ramadan, and that's one of the times that, like in many, many parts of the world, in different, different ways, there is a... A time of fasting. Oh, oh, so we're talking about not eating. Right. And that's where we're going with this. So, Torin, there was a question 
I'm turning to you because I'm assuming you have the question. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, so the question is that uh, somebody's traveling to uh, the, the person who, who gave us the question. Um, they're going to be traveling to the Middle East during Ramadan. Um, and they're going to be doing uh, some business with folks there and you know, presumably um, during kind of you know, normal for them, for that person, kind of lunch time. Um, and so the question was essentially they're wondering, uh, you know, because their their hosts there are, are not going to be eating. They're going to be fasting, not going to be eating, not going to be drinking water for Ramadan. Um, they're wondering what they should do. Should Is it okay if they eat something during their, you know, normal lunchtime? Is it okay for them to drink water? They mentioned, I remember in the question, they were saying, I really need to drink my water. I don't want to be dehydrated. So the, their question is essentially, what, what do I do in that circumstance? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. But you know what? I have a question first about this person. What are you doing going to do business during Ramadan in the Middle East? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, I think it was just planned for them. I don't think they had control. Or well, whoever was, was them, whoever was scheduling things <laughs> needs to get a little bit culturally tuned up. Uh-huh, right? yeah, it, right. it, it, I'm, I'm going to jump in and say that people don't necessarily, even if they are aware of Ramadan, don't necessarily know that Ramadan isn't the same every year, too. Mm, right. That it changes. Right. You have to follow the Muslim calendar because it does change right. that's the lunar calendar and so mm-hmm. therefore it's going to come up on the on the solar calendar our calendar at a different time every year but it's not a good time to be doing business in a, in, in, in a muslim country particularly an observant muslim country uh such as many are in the in the middle east um people are just not tuned into those uh, colleagues who were observant tuned into uh, business because you're supposed to be self-reflective. This is a time of spirituality. This is a time from from sun up to sundown where you're thinking about your role in with God and the cosmos and 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 other people. You're not tuned in and. Also, it's a blood sugar thing. You're fasting from sun up to sundown, and so. If you're trying to do business with people who are getting a little low on their blood sugar, it's just not pleasant. You know, people want to go home and break the fast. That's what they they don't want to talk to you about business. Okay, having said that, this person is obviously going nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> and they are going to be there during the day while their colleagues are probably going to be fasting. All right, so the the, the rule is... You certainly, as a non-observant or non-Muslim, do not have to fast. You can go back to your international hotel and have lunch and, and, and dinner and breakfast. But if you're with people who are observing Ramadan, you cannot drink and eat in front of them. You just can't. It's not, it's not the right thing to do. It's disrespectful. Now, I, I don't know what country they're going to. So there are many countries there um, in that region that are very observant, right? I'm thinking right. of Saudi Arabia. But mm-hmm. then there are many that are very secular, and they know that non-Muslims um, might not be observing. So if you, I would take my cue from them. If they they invite you in, they sit you down and put a glass of water in front of you, and they don't have a glass of water in front of them, they're trying to be kind to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would probably not sip it in front of them. Mm-hmm. But if you needed to, there it is. And mm-hmm. it, and they're making a very nice and generous gesture by offering it to you. I mean, maybe they'll even want to meet you at a restaurant. I, I, I can't predict that. But again, it depends on the country. Um, but I would say generally stay away from eating and drinking in front of anyone who's observing Ramadan. It's just... So probably this this listener should uh, make 
in their mind should be ready to to behave in that fashion. That's but, right. Because after sundown, though, there is a, a celebratory um, meal. Everybody wants to go home as quickly as possible to meet their family and friends to break the fast. Right. So, um, yes. And in fact, everyone oftentimes stays up late at night feasting with friends and family. I've, heard, I've, I've had Muslim colleagues you know, admit to me that um, in Ramadan, you don't lose weight, you gain weight because you stay up you know, all night long party, right. partying. Basically. Eat a lot and then go to sleep. Yeah, and then go yeah. to sleep and then um, ha- wake up before sunup to have a big breakfast sure. to get you through the day. In order to be able to make it through. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe they're actually putting on more calories than, than not. Maybe, yeah. But it's the timing of it that's important. Right. So if you're if you can't be eating or drinking um, during the day, then you, you got to do it uh, at your hotel. You can't do it out with your colleagues. Right. Okay. All right. Good. I think too, and I, I would imagine anyway that someone who's traveling there for a relatively brief period of time could could potentially make the adjustment, knowing this is a for that brief period of time. But somebody's going for a period of time. Of, I mean, I'm saying that I'm guessing a couple of weeks might really have to consider what they're doing because it's not they're not used to it. Right. And and Ramadan is typically, you know, approximately a month long. Mm-hmm. Again, depending on how the calendar falls. So that's a long period of time where people are 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 deeply into this very special event. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a major, major, if not the major holiday in, in the Muslim calendar. So sure. yeah, not a good time to be doing business there. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Well, it may not be something that they could put off. So right, that, right. understandable in that sense. But um, okay, good. That's a, um, a and, and it, we will remind you too, anything like that or that you may have a question about, send them on in and we will, uh, you know, we'll ask Dean and he'll give you something. And if you trust, trust him at all, go ahead and uh, follow him. Um, personally, I'd be very wary. <laughs> Um, we just make you sign a disclaimer. That's all. <laughs> oh, yes. By the way, we are not responsible for anything that happens to you. Well, I'm certainly not responsible for anything I say. You've never been responsible for anything. That's for sure. Ever since I've known you, uh, which is the year four, wasn't it, uh, I believe? <laughs> yes. That's in the in the Christian calendar. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, we've got, uh, there is the phrase. So, uh, so talking about. Oh, that's okay. Interrupt. It's no. not a problem. <laughs> Was I interrupting? No. I, I don't mean to You interrupt. didn't mean to interrupt. I haven't heard that before somewhere. No, but you did mean... No, never mind. Go right ahead. Please, continue. No. no okay, please. good. I'll, I'll continue. No, no, what were you going to say? Was that what you were going to say? I was going to say, what were you going to say? Yes. Oh, well, in that case... Who's so on here, first? Right. So, so in that case, here's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. But I was going to interrupt you with what I was going to say. Are you... Are so you, well, you didn't have to ask. That seemed obvious, perhaps. <laughs> have you said what you're going to say? What was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I just returned from a trip to um, to the Balkans. Are you sure where you know where you went? Um, I always have to think twice. Yeah, well. <laughs> there's a lot of trips in there. Former Yugoslavia, um, but broken up now into many independent countries. And, and names that, depending again on age and or interest in history, have, have been spoken about many times there's a real chance that you've heard the names of the place oh this is very important this is a major cultural area in the world it sits on a major cultural fault line uh which is the cause of tremendous historical conflict 
and and much of what we live with every day in terms of political reality is the result of the kinds of conflicts that have emerged in in the Balkans. Okay, um, it, it's important to remember, for example, the capital of Bosnia. And Bosnia is one of these countries in that region. Is Sarajevo? Yes. And Sarajevo, the 20th century began in Sarajevo, mm-hmm. right? With mm-hmm. the, in a sense, the, the beginning of World War One, and the, War One. The, yes. right, the assassination of the Archduke, yes. which was just, of course, a, a trigger. Um, there were many factors. Many but that factors, was, right? Yeah, the, the, uh, began the, and it ended there in the 1990s mm-hmm. with the with with the wars, the Yugoslav wars, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. most recently, and, right? And the terrible, terrible conflict in Sarajevo, right? So. This is a major area that, mm-hmm. that doesn't get much uh, play in in the U.S., but nevertheless, we still have troops on the ground there. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm sure people don't realize, no. other than people who have been in the armed services who'd be aware of that, but otherwise... So I'm traveling we don't through know that. the beautiful, beautiful country of Bosnia-Herzegovina, mm-hmm. and it is physically just spectacular. Big mountains and, and clean running rivers, just a beautiful place. And... I learned that one of the foods that that people have as a typical food is like these sausages, um, a a mound of them, little finger-sized sausages of meat, of minced meat. And and this is something that you typically have for lunch. And you wash it down with a liquefied yogurt. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I was, first of all, I'm not... A, a red meat eater, so it was. But I, but I was going to be there, and I was going to try it. Well, I was going to say, what kind of meat are they? It, well, it's n- it's not pork because mm-hmm. um, there's a significant Muslim population in Bosnia. Okay, right? so <clears throat> it's it's mainly um, beef and 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 chicken and. Um, Ah, lamb, of lamb, course. I was yeah, say, that was yeah. that was the main one, actually, and and it's spiced and it's very tasty, mm. and it's often served with this different kinds of dressing, uh, Ivar, which is kind of a pimento kind of dressing, so that's very tasty. But when it was served with this liquefied yogurt, I had trouble with that. You had trouble with it because of the liquefied yogurt. It, Do you it, think the flavor or... was very tart for me? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't used to it. Right. I mean, people were eating it with gusto all around me, but I was having difficulty so with it. When they're giving that to you, are, are these separate things or are these already somehow put together? No, you get a plate full of these sausage type things. Right. And and then you get- a Which glass. I'm guessing look like what we would identify as like little wieners. Yeah, but without the casing. It's just okay. yeah. just shaped into, okay. into a, a little- Little wiener size thing. Okay, and then you get a glass of yogurt with it. I got gotcha. you. Okay, to drink. It's a. It's just a regular in a drink form. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and you couldn't uh, do the drink, huh? Hmm. But I mean, is that are we talking just? That's was there me. something about it That's that bothered me. you? First of all, or? I don't really even like milk. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. So okay. So you're a freak. So, so we. Uh, we just we go with that. I stopped drinking milk when I was ten years old. Okay, until I, I drank See, it I was as long as He's a I super dra- freak. I, I drank it as long as I had to. Okay, as long as mom said drink it. What did you use for a mustache on your upper lip? Oh no, I didn't have to have it. I just oh, I is that at ten? Oh yes, at ten. Oh, oh what a man! Most, most <laughs> what a man! Oh yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're laughing because we can see him. Um, we, 
say that. You should be laughing because the truth is, I can't grow a beard, really. You uh, know? I mean, it doesn't come in full. Uh-huh. I get little spots. Uh-huh. You know, I get a little spot that, that grows well, and then the rest yeah. doesn't, and it looks like I have this strange it's thing. It's turning into a me- medical podcast, and I'm already <laughs> disgusted. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to keep food down here in a minute. When... Um, well, I'm sorry about that. It's it's um, about what the, the, the mustache, or the, yeah, about or the, your inability the, to to grow beard, or the yogurt, and because obviously it, it 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 reflects on your manhood. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> but you could bite the head off of a fish. Oh, absolutely. See, so there you go, and drink the blood from a cow. Well, let's let's go get a cow and tap it right now. <laughs> and how brave was the first person to eat an oyster? Yeah, that's a right? good point. Yes, I mean they're, they're, that's an old saying, by the way. I didn't come up with that. Is that it's right? True. Well, it's I true, grew right? up on the shore here in New England, and Out I don't ever remember right? hearing someone say, "How brave was the first man to eat an oyster?" No, there's a lullaby. There's oh, is a, there that all New England children are are well lullabied too? I don't. That has, I know <laughs> one that wasn't. I'm um, feeling that's bad unfortunate. Now. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. You know the little lullaby that went. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna give us a lullaby now, <laughs> uh, which which is no, fine. You're no. perfectly capable of singing. I'm not concerned about that. I'm just. Uh, are we no, going no. to have to but pay for this lullaby? About, since <laughs> since we're talking about foods and and the and what to do at the table. What okay? What lullaby is this? Do, do you really have a lullaby here, or are we uh, going down the road let, fantastique? Let, let me go on here. Okay. <laughs> How do you refuse something if it's presented to you and you don't you don't want it? How do you? I think if you know ahead of time, and I think if if you do your research and you should do your research, if you know ahead of time the kinds of food that might be presented to you, then you can inform your 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 host that ahead of time mm-hmm. that this is something that is not part of your diet or um, you're you're not eating meat these days or you're not drinking alcohol these days whatever it is right? right and so everybody's face is saved everyone is spared the embarrassment of you not eating something that's served to you and you're spared having to to deal with that challenge so if you can say something ahead of time based on what you might know hmm. is pos- possibly going to be served then making the, it even easier yeah for them just, not to but if you do it in that situation then you're saying most likely you will not insult your host if you if you mention something about your own circumstances that you're there's a reason that you're doing it the only thing i would say is you better remember what you have said at that point, you don't want to later on undermine yourself by doing something that would uh, that you just said you couldn't do because of fill in the blank. Yeah, right. Or at that point, you're I guess you'd be compelled to try it. Right. You know? And right. That's the worst that can happen. So, yeah, you know, it's if something doesn't look good. Just move it around on your plate and until, until you find something that does look good. Sure. Let's take a break. While listening to this, you may think, hey, you know, I wonder, well, if you have a question like that and want to ask us, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One would be through email, which is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow at gmail.com. And then there's also our handle on Twitter, which is oopscultureshow. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow. I know, I know. 
it's not original, but but it works. Okay. There are some myths that we have to explode. <laughs> my- Whoa. The myths of, you know, of how you're supposed to behave, because there's lots of things we were discussing about unusual behaviors at the table, like putting the hood over your head when you're eating these birds from France and things like that. But but also, let's let's explode some, you know. Go right ahead. Let's blow a few things up. Using Francis. Let's go for it. I'm on board. Everyone thinks that the formal French meal is very fussy and you have to do things and you can't eat with your hands. Nonsense. Uh Uh-huh. You have to eat asparagus with your fingers. It's probably one of the few foods in France in a traditional French meal that you can and should eat with your fingers. With your fingers. You pick up the asparagus. Now, when you say you can eat them with your fingers, I'm assuming As opposed to a knife and fork. Right. Okay. And you're meaning to pick them up with your fingers and eat them as opposed to eating both the asparagus and your fingers. (laughs) Well... No, the the only way you can eat your fingers is by eating, without a knife and fork. Well, or no, if I or if you're you in Vienna, I guess you could eat them with a knife and fork. But then, thank are we, you, are we thank going, you, Torin. Are we going back to I, the I thought discussion? That, that was of, a little too high of I, cannibalism I could hear flying over the point. roof of the of the building. We uh, <laughs> when. Well, we've gone from sausages to fingers. I think that's a logical it, progression. It's not right a there. big leap. It's it's well, look at your own fingers over there. I'm uh, I'm <laughs> so you can pick up. You should pick up the asparagus spears and eat, eat it. With okay, your hands. so you're eating asparagus you're eating with your bread fingers with in your France hands too. It, oh, right? yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of pretension around many of these traditions that that this is the part Perceived. that I like to explode. Perceived like if you go to Italy and you have to eat your pizza with a knife and fork, nonsense. Well, really, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I mean it depends on the size of the pizza and it depends on the kind of preparation that the pasta is is right. But there are some places you would, but there are many places you would not. You would you would eat it the way you would expect to eat it, like in New York. I mean, you you get a slice of pizza from the Sicilian pizzeria, which is about as authentic as you can get right. down the street, and you know, you're you're eating it um, without a knife and fork, and and then you, I hope so. And, but then you can walk into some restaurants in America where they serve you a pizza, and they give you knives and forks, and like nobody else is eating it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's Chicago though, the deep dish pie. Like well, that's that's already. A, a pasta in a class by itself. Well, you know? yeah. it's not. It's 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 a it's a pizza that has morphed into something else. I, I think our and I think pizza. our we, we may see our 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 northeastern um, United States regionalism start to uh, start to show about that. No, oh, no, the Chicago deep dish pizza is fantastic. Okay, it's just nothing like a traditional slice of pizza. No, it's not. So you, of course Which you have to eat it differently because it's it, it's just a whole just other thing. Right. But that the pasta thing, like, here's another pretension. Explode. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> now there's explosions going off. Pretension number three, explode. You get a bowl of, of pasta, and uh-huh. you're, you're supposed to... People think they're supposed to twirl. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say bowl of pasta? I'm having a little trouble hearing you. My, my ear's still ringing from the explosion. So, <laughs> And you think you're supposed to twirl it. Against the inside of a spoon. So you're talking like spaghetti pasta. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, like linguine yeah, yeah. fettuccine spaghetti. That, right. right. The long noodle type. Right. And you're supposed to twirl it against your spoon. Yeah, yeah. Nobody does that in well, Italy. Well, okay. You twirl it against the inside of the bowl that it's served in. Well, that makes perfect sense. Well, you see, of 
Then why did it evolve into twirling against the inside of a spoon? Well, I'm going to guess that it there because in the U.S., you oftentimes you get spaghetti served on a flat plate, which makes it much more difficult to twirl than if it was in a bowl where you have that rounded edge. Well, which, that makes sense. But then the life. question, and it begs the question: Why was it served on a flat plate? And the answer is, Torin, could you look that up? <laughs> sure. <laughs> There was an Italian diplomat who was uh, stationed in New York. Yes, and he was stunned. He was. He, he actually wrote a on note. purpose. Someone stunned, stunned him. him. <laughs> well, Doesn't it seem depends the diplomatic on the thing to do. Depends on the location in New York it's City. It's possible. Where he was. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> but he wrote a note back uh, home saying, "I can't believe that." In America, well, he was in New York though. But, mm-hmm. but he said, well, in, in America, "It's in America." Okay, go ahead. <laughs> they. They put lemon peel in their espresso. Oh. And that's because this particular fellow was from Milan, Uh northern Italy. Right. But the culture in New York City, the Italian culture in New York City Uh is from southern Italian immigrants primarily. Right. And southern Italian immigrants, Sicily, Calabria, okay, you have lemon trees. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's a nice touch to add a, a, a piece of lemon peel to your espresso. Right. So you're talk, which, we're talking Little Italy. Little yes, Italy. which in Milan, we don't do. Right. You don't get espresso right. with lemon peel. I don't even know if there are... Le- yes, there are lemon trees around Milan. But, but this but certainly, it wasn't the tradition. And he was stunned. He said, what kind of, what kind of Italian tradition is this? He didn't know that yeah, in the yeah. southern part of his own country... That's how they served espresso, and that's how it was being served in New York. Sure. So for him, it was kind of strange and maybe pretentious. Right. But, you know, we still enjoy our Well, you know, it, I mean, the way things are served throughout our country, our, obviously our country is much larger than Italy, but it's throughout our country. You'll find certain dishes, what we were already talking about, deep dish pizza as opposed to the, the, the pizza that we have in the, in the Northeast. Uh, and so forth. They, there's, they're just served different ways. And here's the question. So you're holding your pizza, slice yeah, of pizza. You're holding your pizza. And <laughs> As long as I'm holding my pizza and not your pizza. Well. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> the question. We're talking about eating it with our fingers again here. Now, right? reading it with our fingers. Yeah. Okay, we're not, okay. we're not, not a knife and a fork. Okay. <laughs> it with our Certain fingers. politicians have uh, really heard about it here. From now still that. the question comes up. Do we fold it? Or we're do talking we, about the pizza now. The pizza, right? the okay. slice of pizza. Right. Do we fold it? Yeah. Like the sides, like you would make a, a paper airplane? Well, I, I don't think you want to make a, a pizza airplane out of it. Well, yeah. some people fold it. Well, right? yeah, and I think folding is is an acceptable way to handle usually if there's if it's in danger of sliding off what's on top of it, the oils the cheese, things like that. If that's in danger of sliding off, then the fold, which goes lengthwise from the wide end to the narrow end, is is the appropriate way to do what it. What if you ate it the other what if you folded it the other way around? And people have. I've seen people fold it the other way. And usually they become a mess. Yeah. It just kind of all runs out the sides because that's doesn't make any sense. And that's why we don't fold right. it that way. <laughs> you know, like like a lot of co- like Ethiopian bread, I'm thinking it's making me think of that. Um, okay, <laughs> you sit. It's this big round um, tray. Yeah, it, and it's and it's made to serve the entire table. Okay, and depending on where 
you sit, mm-hmm. you're supposed to break off a piece of the bread mm-hmm. and dip it into the sauces and the meats and all the mm-hmm. other things and pop it in your mouth. Right. And it raises the, the rule, and this is not pretentious, by the way. This is a rule, I and mean, it's practical. You, Whenever you're served communally like that, whether it's a big tray of, of one particular item or many different items, you only eat from the side that's in front of you. Don't reach over to another side. Okay. Because that side is for the person on that side. Right. Right? Um, and it just gets kind of messy in, to, to be eating other than just the area that's right in front of you. But a lot of people, you know, if you go to Ethiopia or you go to places in India where we're eating with our, basically communally like yeah. that, with yeah. our hands and, and, and communally serve food, um, they're reaching all over the place, mm. you know. Mm. First of all, the food isn't any different in front of somebody else as it is in front of you. No, isn't so, it though? You know, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Oh, come on. You always got that little bit better thing than I did. If that's if that's the case, it's because they're honoring you by giving you the the scarcest and choicest things. Okay. So what you're getting is still probably the better parts of well, anything. You also else. probably shouldn't reach over and grab that from someone who got it served to them by the host. <laughs> guess you really I'm just shouldn't. guessing on that one, but you know, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. I, well, yeah. And I did. Don't. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, it's, and in the Middle East and in India and place that we're talking about eating with our hands here, you eat with your hand. Just one hand. The right hand. The correct hand, which is the. The right hand. Keep your left hand in your lap. Okay. Just leave it in your lap. And there's, and that follows more than tradition. Which means you're breaking the bread you know, with your right hand, you're kind of like tearing it. Yep, yep. And it's a little bit of a trick to do. You so you're gotta... saying you're, it's, you're a one-handed hand eater. Yes, a one-handed hand. Didn't they have a one, song wait, hold about on. that one-handed in the 50s? using one hand eater. Yeah. Because otherwise we're eating hands, the way I said it before again. And uh... You keep going back to that. I mean, maybe you know something about a culture where Well, there are, this. there could be, you know. I mean, you might, don't, like you said before, just don't ask. You know, because if you like what it tastes like, who cares? When, so, yes, one, sorry, one go hand, ahead. Just the right hand. And you're eating with that hand, the right hand. Right, which can be a little bit of a trick because if you break pieces of right. bread, you know, you got to like do it with your, between your thumb and your finger and kind of tear it. There's a talent to it. You just get used to it. That's all. Right. And yeah, your hands yeah, are going to get messy. A lot of talent is along What you're doing line. is you yep. break the bread, then you dip it in the sauce, and then you pick up a cube of uh, of lamb, let's say, or mm-hmm. some veggies, mm-hmm. and then you pop the whole business in your mouth. Yes. So okay. the sauce is running down your fingers. Are we primarily back in the Middle East right now? We're in, that in the region? Middle East. Yeah. This is a traditional way of eating, uh, at, uh, let's say, at an at a, at a Arab feast. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want to be that general. A Bedouin feast. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, certainly in India and South Asia, yep. the traditional Indian meal is eaten with the right hand, mm-hmm. with the hands. You'd not serve cutlery. There's no knives or forks or anything. Right. Okay. Um, in Southeast Asia, you can get your food served on a big banana leaf, not even a plate. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. just get a big, fresh banana leaf put right in front of you. Yep. And then the food, the rice will be a little 
mound of rice and then some some of the meat, some of the veggies, some of the sauces. Yeah, I mean, in those areas, oh, bananas, yeah. banana leaves grow on trees. Yes. Uh, you know. Well, I, I think they grow on trees just about everywhere. <laughs> Do they? Yes. Yeah. And in Southeast Asia, they're called banana leaf restaurants, actually. Mm. So it's an indication, first of all, you might be getting, uh, it might be Muslim, right? And, okay. And then it might also be, you're going to get food served this way. Mm-hmm. It's not even on a plate. Mm-hmm. It's not even with knives and forks. Okay. Your hands are going to get messy. That's okay. There's usually a, a sink in the corner of the dining room where you can go and wash off your hands whenever We're you need to. We're in Southeast Asia now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Malaysia. I, We're I'm really thinking, bouncing around the world today. Well, stay with me. Pack your, keep your bags packed. I'm ready. All right. Um, Singapore, certain parts of Singapore, not the Chinese part of Singapore, but the, 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 Malays, the Malaysian part of Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so... You know, well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, when you really think about that, with the the whole concept of um, you know recycling, you know, <laughs> that goes around a banana plate, banana leaf plate, is is perfect. It's perfect. And when it's when you're all done, they just fold up the mess and throw it out, and it becomes fertilizer. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, so and I have can, no and, idea and, how and we you got can, here. And you can lick your fingers because you got delicious uh-huh. rice and sauce and all sorts of things on there. Right, and it's fine. You know, some people might be thinking. Why can they? Do they only use the right hand? And always only on the right hand, because yeah. in these cultures, let's see if we can do this with, with yeah, as you, much grace you go ahead. as we'll possible. Be, we'll be back. We'll, we're going to go get something to eat while you figure this out. <laughs> Before the advent of modern plumbing, yeah, uh huh, and modern toilet conveniences, yes, um, the left hand is the hand that's traditionally used for personal hygiene. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and still today, you can walk into a bathroom mm-hmm. and is basically uh, there's no toilet paper, but there may be a bucket of water or or a a, a hose, a hose, uh-huh. you know, and you just wash off and use your left hand mm-hmm. and wash yourself off that way. Right. So you don't want to then go back to the table and use your left hand to eat with or pass sure. food with or and traditionally it's become you don't pass important documents with your left hand or shake hand or anything like that that's right yes that's right okay which may be hard to you know remember when you sit down to just sit on your left hand don't Put your left hand on the table. Don't don't use it. Yes, don't, right. Don't coordinate it in, and that, that yeah, that's a distinct difference between uh, Western civilizations primarily and and the other areas of the world that are that are influenced by that. I mean, it, it and I I would think that's got to be really really important to remember when when you're involved in that area to to not do it because the other way around. Is there is no there's no real impact if you just ate with your right hand coming here, someone might wonder why you didn't use your left hand, maybe, but mostly it wouldn't have any real impact. Right. right. Um, but the other way around would have it could have significant yeah. impact. I mean, it, it's a general rule, right? The, it it does bend. Like if your colleague reaches over to give you an embrace mm-hmm. with two hands. Mm. Well, okay, then then you can reciprocate with two hands, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But generally in the course of a day, you avoid using the left hand for important important exchanges. Sure, okay, okay. And well cer- done, and by the way. And certainly at the dining table. Well, well done, because, you, you know, we all have the, the, the reputation for when we start getting into, like, toilet talk uh, or, or lack of toilet talk. 
uh, or lack of toilet. The um, talking about lack of toilet. Yes, that that we can. I was going to say really jump down a hole with that, but that's probably a bad, <laughs> bad choice. It, <laughs> or did I just do that? I might have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I. You know, it's my role. That's what I do here. It's probably time to take one last break. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, if you're still listening at this point, I think you might like this. And if you do, you should really subscribe. Because if you subscribe, these things will just show up for you, and you can listen to them whenever you want to. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. But do it today, okay? Subscribe. Thank you. But here's the other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Eating with the fingers. Yes. Right? Also, a Hawaiian tradition mm. with poi. Because what's poi? Poi is that... <laughs> There's the other rhyme I was looking for <laughs> when we were talking about the Japanese toilet and the koi toy oh, boy. The, oh, yes. Poi. You're going back to episode one now. If you haven't heard episode one, by the way, do yourself a favor. Go and listen to episode it's one. It's the poi yeah. boy. Koi boy. Poi boy. Isn't that a, isn't that a, a, a grinder or a subway or, or, or a hero in, in, in the South? Well, that's a poor boy. Oh, oh, a or po boy. Or a po boy. Yeah, but this there is a poi boy. But if you made it with poi, it would be a poi It would be disgusting is what it would be. <laughs> and disgusting. I'm, I'm sorry if anybody out there likes poi. I mean, oh, I like poi too. You've now but, alienated the entire not, poi, po boy but, but, population. <laughs> But not in a in a sandwich, you know. And <laughs> uh, why don't well, why, we could hey, have a, you know? See, you're jumping to conclusions. We've been here. We, we you could should have not a, read a book by its cover or judge a book by its cover. Hey, we could have a koi <laughs> koi. <laughs> don't read a book by its cover. It'll be much too short. And you were much talking too short. A, you were talking <laughs> about no depth about fish. And a koi is a fish. A koi is a fish. It's a cod, isn't it? No, no, a koi is. <laughs> No, koi is a is more like a goldfish. Goldfish. It's one of these big yes. bulbous goldfish. Wow, are you looking for lips again here? <laughs> <laughs> you so, you have a situation you need to talk to somebody about, I believe. We could have we could have a poi koi sandwich. Yes, we could. <laughs> and the server is a the poi koi po boy. boy. <laughs> right. The poi koi boy po boy. Go ahead, say that three times. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I, speaking of lips, I just threw mine out right there. How do you put an ace bandage on your lip? You don't. You have to put it in a cast. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, koi is like a goldfish. We would look at it and go, oh, that must be a goldfish, but it's really a little different. But you see them a lot in decorative pools that are outside. Thanks. Thanks. That was the opposite of an explosion. I believe it was an implosion. And it's, it's now a black hole that's sucking in everything around it. Um, so ah, here's another... Oh, here he comes. <laughs> Are you blowing something else up? Yes. Okay. What did I call those things that we were blowing up? I have no idea. Um, what, 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 
Pretensions. Oh, okay. Pretensions. Oh, oh. Right. Which is often what people do when they don't know the rules. So they mm. think they're going to have to be super proper in what and whatever that means to them right. in, in order to do it right. And so here's another pretension, right? In Japan, yes. you walk into a noodle shop. Okay. And everyone in, in Tokyo is having lunch at a noodle shop or, you know, or many right. people, right? Yep. It's very mm-hmm. common. You open the door and you walk in and all you hear is slurping. Right. There was a slurp in their noodles and it's making that. Mm. And w- didn't your mother always tell you in, in the West, you know, yes. chew with your mouth closed, don't make noise like that. And that's a really rude to slurp rude. when you're e- uh, drinking soup. Soup. soup eating right? soup, drinking that's soup. Right. Yes. So noodles are often served in a broth. It's kind of like a At soup. Lo- very much so. Like right. chicken noodle soup would be so something we'd be familiar with. the unaware with. Westerner would walk into a noodle shop in Tokyo and be and stunned. it's a slurp fest. And it's a slurp fest, right? Yeah. And yeah, you slurp, of course. First of all, it cools it down. Uh-huh. It, it may be, you may be eating it hot, but there's also cold noodle dishes that... Or it could be that the kois are all s- sucking up the water that they're in. So you got to eat it fast get before it. they do. Go get it. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> it, was, it was explained to me quite earnestly that actually it tastes better when you suck air through uh-huh. as you eat it, as the noodles uh, enter your mouth. Uh, it uh. just helps the flavor. Uh, interesting. So, and, and, and in fact, so does wine when you taste it, when you're tasting it. You sip it and initially, you can, and if you bring it in with some air, it will exaggerate the uh, flavors. That's like a, that's a wine slurp, isn't it? That's a wine slurp. Mm-hmm. By the way, Ernest Lee, wasn't, wasn't he a senator from Louisiana? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was, actually. And, mm. and his cousin. Go ahead. It's all yours. <laughs> gonna be cut right oh no oh no oh no we've got people writing in asking me to set you up like that really um (laughs) well i think you know we've covered a lot of a lot of ground and i think that uh it's time to get out of here it's still uh oops your culture showing you know we've been infatuated with food the last podcast and this podcast. Everyone's it, it, infatuated. You, if I remember, it, it's basic to life. Well, it's sort of you know, like it's the, one of the life's central, great pleasures. It, it is. The Chinese say, you know, that it is the it is the first great pleasure. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dean Foster, the uh, the person who knows more about cultures in the world than anyone else out there. At least that's what he tells us. <laughs> and, <laughs> and who's been exploding all day today. <laughs> I only say that because my publisher tells me that. That's, Is that right? Yes. Well, that's uh, good for them. Uh, probably that's in the be- their best interest, but okay. Um, and, and that exploding thing, um, th- th- I'm thinking it's something you ate, which goes right along with, the, um, with the, the, what we're talking about here today. Look, your culture's still showing, and that's what's going and on you got to do right? something about that. That's right. And thank you very much for that. And, and, and I'm still Tom Peterson. And we, Torin, are you still here? I'm still here. Okay. Um, Torin's still here, and, and we're heading on our way out of here for this one. So, um, oops. Your culture's showing. Thank you. Smell you. Just want to bother you one last time to say we're a brand new podcast here at Oops Your Culture Showing, and we could really use your help by subscribing to the podcast. 
And not to mention that if, if you hung around this long and, and you liked what you heard, well, this makes it just easier for you to get the podcast. They'll pop up for you whenever they're released. So you can listen to them on your phone or your computer or however you listen to them. And it's easy to get, too. Just subscribe using iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. It really isn't hard, and we could really use your support. So from all of us here at Oops, Your Culture Showing, thanks. Thanks.